Do you want to listen to the podcast live like you're listening to it right now? There's only one option, and that's going to twitch.com slash daydreamermedia. We're live, and we're dreaming. Hit the music. Welcome into the Fantasy Daydreamers podcast. I am JJ. You guys can follow me on Twitter at JJ Daydreamers. With me, I have Ryan. What's up, guys? The Twitter is R O K K O. Rocko, Rocko, Rocko. Daydreamer, follow me there, please. And Keone. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everybody of all denominations. Oh, my goodness. It is so good to be speaking to you, but a place where you can see all the things that come out of my brain related to the football and fantasy football realms is at Daydreamer Keone on Twitter. Follow, follow, follow. And if you wouldn't mind, go ahead and follow, subscribe, like, whatever it's called on whatever platform you are listening to this right now and tell your friends because that's how we grow so help us grow tell your friends let's get into some news all right patriots running back damian harris is expected to miss a couple of weeks dealing with the hamstring injury he sustained in sunday's game ramondre stevenson a must start going forward pretty much like it's he's he's proven in. yeah he's proven he's deserved like earned that spot even even with third string quarterback bailey zappy at the at the row at why the row. yeah why not yeah this offense can produce maybe one of the two fantasy relevant players jacoby myers and i think Rondre stevenson's are those two mm-hmm. absolutely panthers quarterback baker mayfield is dealing with a high ankle sprain is is he okay i mean it's it's not gonna make a huge difference i don't think because his bad he's bad either way (laughs) well worse with the with worse with the high ankle sprain though sure so i think pj walker's gonna play that's what i like mm. if he does there's only one person to start anyways that's chris mccaffrey so Ah. it didn't matter either way doesn't matter yeah who's starting (laughs) i'm starting chris mccaffrey and that is it Mm. oh keone bad news for you (sighs) Cowboys Titan, Cowboys tight end Dalton Schultz re-aggravated his sprained PCL. It's not a new injury, or it's and it's not new damage. It's just re-aggravation of the same old injury. Looking sw- like he's gonna play through it. Still. No, stop. Take it. No, take the just more zeros, baby. More just zeros. rest up. I swear. Just take the Fight two weeks. Fight through it, baby. Fight no. through it. Take the two weeks off. Make this bet over. And just, and We're just, tied up now. No. I hope it doesn't pop knocks, please, please. Oh, my goodness. Uh, it's just, it's the worst. Just the worst. It's so bad. Well, it doesn't look like uh, Dak will be returning this week either. It'll be oh, that's Cooper all PR. Rush. 
Uh, I knew that was going to happen. I yeah, called yeah. that last. I called that Monday. He's mm. out there throwing footballs now, though. Finally, so uh, yeah, of course, of course, he's playing. He's throwing footballs. He's going to play versus Detroit next week and dominate. Yeah. Mm. All right. Cardinals signed running backs Corey Clement and Tyson Williams to their practice squad. They're banged up. Williams yeah. is uh is going to be day to day. I don't think he plays James Conner dealing with the rib injury. I I don't know if he plays either. I think he plays, but even if I, I think they're gonna they're gonna have to bring him back no matter what. But there's a chance he plays and re or aggravates it again and is out. So it's not a great play. Gonna have to do it though. It's all about the men Benjamins, baby. That was gonna be my question is is do you play, you know, Benjamin? Probably, especially because it's if against Connor's Seattle. Playing? Oh, if Connor's playing? Or if Connor doesn't play. What's the question to you? Sorry. Uh, let's go with both. Let's answer so that way we have... Uh... If he doesn't play, yes. If he does mm. play, no. Mm. I mean, it's just... Yeah, you. I don't think he's good enough to be like to compete with Connor if he plays, but if Connor doesn't play, then it's a very vulnerable Seattle Seahawks defense. So... Buccaneers tight end Cameron Bray is still in concussion protocol. Steelers tight end Pat Fryermuth is also still in concussion protocol. And Saints wide receiver Chris Olave remains in concussion protocol as well. Mm. Uh, Chris Olave, I got a little bit more news on. He is in the third stage of being cleared. So good news, but he is not fully cleared. Uh, here's, here's my thing. I think there's a possibility that for next few weeks for sure if you get a cushion you're probably gonna miss next game even yeah. if you clear it i mean it'd be it's risky but i think it's a good chance here's what i i say if you're not cleared by wednesday i wouldn't uh mm. plan on on them playing that week yeah that's that's probably fair um yeah just err on the side of caution so have somebody who you can fill in for Chris Olave or any of those guys. Um, so expect them not to play, but if they do, if they do, then you know, great. Isaiah McKenzie cleared concussion protocol, so he will return to practice, will be available for the Bills to put out there. I'm starting him. You're starting him. Yeah. I, I mean, I think Josh Allen targets the slot. You saw, I mean, clear secure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's he says name. Yeah, whatever. It was close enough. I'm sorry, buddy. Uh, <laughs> subscribe to the podcast and the Twitch, and I'll promise I'll get your name right. Uh, he was working in that slot position. Isaiah McKenzie has multiple touchdowns on the season going against the Chiefs. I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. Yeah, if you got a place to add and stash him, I don't, I don't know if I feel comfortable playing him. But I think he's probably worth it. But def, uh, uh, intern Aaron talked about him in his, his waiver wire article this week. So go go check that out to see who he talked about on the website exclusively. Colts running back Jonathan Taylor did not practice on Wednesday. Just be prepared again for him to, to miss another week. It's Philip Lindsay time. <laughs> oh, please, no. <laughs> 
Dolphins running back Raheem Mostert did not practice on Wednesday dealing with a knee injury. Mm. He's old and often banged up. That's not good news. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, he's fully taken over this backfield, it seems. Mm-hmm. But going against Minnesota, I mean, whenever you finally feel like maybe you can start him. Right. Comes, comes into in with the knee injury, of Just course. Just when I think I can play him, they yeah. pull him back out. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for the news. Let's move on to Keone's Got Characters. Hey, yo, it's Keone's Got Characters. <laughs> so if you guys haven't seen any of these, go ahead and head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash daydreamermedia. You guys can see all these past Keone's Got Characters where we give Keone a fantasy football topic, and he has to explain and discuss said topic as a character given to him right now on the spot. So, Keone, is TJ Hawkinson someone you can count on after the Lions buy this week? And can you explain that as Scooby-Doo? Oh my God. Right now, TJ Hawkinson is sitting as the tight end four. Now, obviously, uh, you can't drop Hawkinson, but you would have to sit him or trade him. He finished as a tight end 20 in week one, then 24. Then he finished as a tight end 11, tight end one, and then the tight end 46 last week. He's been very up and down this season. If you drafted him in the sixth round or earlier, if you truly believed in him, uh, it's been a little washy there. So with his overall numbers not looking so good, looking like a roller coaster through five weeks, is TJ Hawkinson someone you can count on going forward or is there a better streaming tight end option for the rest of the year? Roro, RJ Rockinson. I don't believe you could rely on him after Dubai since guys like Swift and Shane Brown should both be ready for those games, which will limit how he's, what he's looking to get <clears throat> in week four when we, we went for the career highs and targets with 11 and yards with 179 and touchdowns with two, two touchdowns, two. However, both DeAndre Swift and Nama Raw St. Brown were out in that game and they were facing a terrible Seahawks defense. Very, very scary. Like the minor 49er. Ah, need a whole box of Scooby snacks. Other than the tight end one finish in week four, <clears throat> he's finished top 12 once, just one time. It's tight end 17, 24, 11, and in week five, tight end 46. Those are no man's lands for the weak tight end position this year. So, while I would love to see him return to days of Mr. Consistent, as a top five tight end, I just don't see that in the stars. He should be a streaming option in weeks with favorable matchups. And if only, if only if the other guys get hurt. But if that's the case, if, 
if that's not the case, run! Run into the, the mystery machine and hide under a big giant pile of Scooby Snacks! <laughs> not where i thought we were going with this this week but you know what that's why it's on the fly gotta gotta go with what you're not prepared for there was someone else that i wanted to do that was not on the list yet so we couldn't use them well then yeah so I was hoping, just behind my thought process of like, all right, I got this in the bag. But then there was also some risk with it. TJ Hawkinson. So I'm like, okay. TJ Hooker was a character on TV played by William Shatner. Uh, I was, I had it ready and everything, but Scooby-Doo, that's, hey, hope you like it. It was, I was, I didn't know what I was going to be said or who it was going to be, but I was really hoping it was going to be Dave Chappelle or like Eminem or something like that. So I'm from Detroit. Mm. A, little, a little Slim Shady action for Keone. I don't know. That's, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't I got don't my mom's think... spaghetti. <laughs> All right. So. Yeah, yeah. I like, I liked it. It started to turn into a little bit of shaggy towards the end where you started <laughs> mixing. Like Scoob. It's yeah. a little bit, yeah. Yeah. They're together enough, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. People say like, yeah. they act like they're dogs. <laughs> Some, what was it something? Uh, yeah, I, something I Rogers enjoyed it. I thought Thank it you. Was, I thought it was pretty good. Thank you. I think all right. they're all good, buddy. You put great effort <laughs> in. Let's move on to our starts of the week. Gentlemen, start your so, who is a player you have full confidence in starting this week? I could go first. I got Jeff Wilson Jr. running back for the San Francisco 49ers. Since Wilson has taken over this lead back role in Shanahan's offense, he's averaged 16.3 rush attempts a game, 88.3 rushing yards, and half a touchdown. He's the RB12 through that stretch. When he is the starting back on this offense where anything is possible, he's the starting running back for fantasy. They play the Falcons this week, who give up an average of 24 fantasy points to the position. It's not as bad as it could be with their pass defense giving up so much. Uh, so their run defense looks a little bit better. They're still bottom 12 in the league in points given up to the position, though. I expect Jeff Wilson to have a huge day. Uh, for me, Brees Hall. Back-to-back weeks with over uh, 19 I touches. and a why you're out of the week. Let's go. Um, back-to-back weeks, 19 touches and a touchdown going against Green Bay's defense that does struggle against the run. I mean, if you remember that game versus the Bears, all he could do was run. Last week, Saquon performed well. There's been multiple games that this defense is just not good with running backs. Brees Hall is very crucial to the game plan. I love the way he's performing. Looking like uh, back of the season breakout or rest of the season breakout. Looking like a snack, bro. <laughs> All them points. Ah, okay. No, no, no. A <laughs> snack? <laughs> um, uh, I'm going to stick with the running back position and go Melvin Gordon, the third. Mm-hmm. Um, hear me out. I, he has fumble trouble, and, you know, that's a big issue with him. But otherwise, he is the definitive 
back, like lead back on this team with, you know, Javante Williams out and, you know, is it Mike Boone? I think is not doing, he's not going to be the lead back. Plus Russell Wilson, he's just not cooking. So they're going to run the ball. And more specifically, they're going against the Chargers, which are the last versus the run, allowing nearly 9.5 more fantasy points per week than the league average to running backs. The Chargers have also given up over 130 yards in each of the last three games, upwards of 180-something, I think, in this past game. Uh, and they've given up five touchdowns on the ground in that same span. Melvin Gordon will be getting the ball a bunch as well, most likely, seeing as the two games he's performed well in, he had 17 and 18 touches respectively. He also had over 100 total yards last week. I think he, given this matchup and that there's nothing really in front of him, I think he can definitely do that again this week and potentially find the end zone as well. All right, my next start of the week is going to be Adam Thielen, wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings, playing against Miami this week, who is just a team who just doesn't feel the same since Tua's injury. They just don't seem to play the same. Uh, and their their pass defense has not been that great before that. They're, they're bottom 10 in points given up to the uh, wide receiver position. And Adam Thielen in the last four weeks, has had seven or more targets every single game. He's averaging 49.6 yards on the season a game. He has two finishes inside the top 24. Uh, Adam Thielen's not a great play week, week in, week out, but he is a play person you guys could play matchup to matchup, get you through some bye weeks. And against Miami, I think I think he can definitely get the job done. I mean, he's playing on 95-plus percent of snaps still. So he is still the wide receiver, too, there behind Justin Jefferson. I think it's a week you can play him. Uh, my next start of the week is going to be Chris Godwin. Um, since he's been our last few games, since he returned, they are now passing the ball 52 times a game. There's plenty of targets for him. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. Available. The 52 targets is literally a 20 um, completion like upgrade because they're only averaging 34 uh, tar- or 34 attempts per game without him. So um, with that, back-to-back weeks, over six receptions. I know the yards haven't been there. He hasn't scored yet. But going against the Pittsburgh team, that is super banged up on defense. Um, I'm just – I mean, I know what we saw with the, what the Bills did to him. I'm not saying it's going to happen again. I hope it doesn't, JJ. I hope you guys win, brother. But I think that um, this offense is super pass heavy again, and Chris Godwin's going to eat up. So, start a week, Chris Godwin. So, my my second start of the week, I held myself back. I refrained from discussing in exorbitant detail earlier in the week. I was cool, calm, and collected, but now is the time to discuss the greatness. I lulled you into a false sense of security, but now it's Geno time, baby! Geno Smith, quarterback of the stars. He is the man right now. He faces a great matchup in the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, 
he's going to make baby legs or small hands riles him and his in the divisional matchup seeing as the cardinals give up nearly four more fantasy points per game to quarterbacks they also let up a 300 yard performance early on in the season and i think that could happen again smith has had two so far this in 2022 and more importantly he has a 75 percent completion rate which is the highest by five percent among quarterbacks with over 100 attempts he is accurate and he's throwing dimes to the end zone with nine touchdowns through the air one on the ground aaron Rodgers-esque, only two interceptions on the season with the last of those coming in week three since then he's had a plus six turnover differential like in the positive for him geno smith is just the guy right now i he is it's a cinderella story one you love to see and i am riding that pumpkin carriage all the way until it rots which hopefully it never does but for now geno's rocking some glass slippers all the way to the fantasy royal halls of excellence he's a start this week can i do like an honorable mention one just real quick sure. alan robinson <laughs> the guy i really wanted to put in I know he's been in the benches. He could be even dropped in your league. They're going against the Panthers. And one thing Sean McVay does when they go against bad teams is that they get he gets people non-Cooper Cup involved. You saw it last year with uh, Robert Woods, multiple times in a row. Uh, I think they had like a stretch where we played like the AFC South, whatever, like the Jags and the Houston, and they got Robert Woods a touchdown, multiple touchdowns and over like 70 yards. Uh, did it with Odell after a San Francisco, San Francisco game where like the first drive was a touchdown to Odell. They even did it this year with Allen Robinson versus Atlanta. Four receptions, 53 yards, and he got like the second touchdown of the game. Sean McVay is a player's coach. He will purposely make it a Allen Robinson game versus the Panthers to try to get his confidence going, get him back up. I'm not saying versus hard matchups. He plays San Francisco. I might drop him after that or drop him for San Francisco. But I think versus the Panthers, there's a possibility he gets over 50 yards and a touchdown. And I know bye weeks are here. Injuries are happening. If you need a flex play, there's a legit chance Allen Robinson plays well versus a bad team. Wild. But I like the logic. It's, all, it's sound logic. It's all there. I'm not going <laughs> to. It's hard. And that's the reason why I didn't yeah. make him my actual start of the week. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, it's it's what Sean McVay does. Ah, uh, that's fair, but I mean, you know, goose? I don't think he's going goose in five games. Hmm? He barely has a hundred yards in five games. That's all fair, but in Atlanta, most of the yards are from that game, and that was a bad team. They were blowing him out before Atlanta came back at the very end off a of, you know block punt and a safety. I think this Panthers offense is bad. I think this Panthers defense is tired there's a chance the rams run game alan robinson cooper cup's going to do him but i don't think it's going to be extreme so that's my honorable mention a guy i really want to put down but i just i didn't have it i didn't have it in me <laughs> all right that'll do it for our starts of the week let's move on to some tr keep trade cut keep Trade. Cut. 
All right. So that's a filthy beat, Ian. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I like it. Uh, so I'm going to give you three players. You tell me which one you want to keep, which one you want to trade, and which one you would want to cut. Let's start off with some tight ends. Hmm. Keep trade cut. Tyler Higby, Kyle Pitts, Zach Ertz. All righty then. Okay. I'm going to trade Tyler Higby because although he has put up good numbers this season, his O-line that he's with is not great. And so teams are going to get to Stafford and that just affects the offense and drives in general. Plus, I think he's a little bit more inconsistent compared to Ertz this season. Um, I think you can get value for Tyler Higby based off the numbers he is putting up. Um, while also being able to do well if you end up streaming guys as a result of that trade. Um, I will I will cut Kyle Pitts as much as, as weird as it is to say that. Um, they're not going to him, really, uh, you know, as, the, as they should. And the offense doesn't look great. You know, Arthur Smith, like, oh, we're trying to win games. Well, you're not, and there's a definite reason. Um, he's had one good game. Otherwise, I think he's had 25 yards or less in each and no touchdowns. Um, don't really see that changing, unfortunately. And then that leaves Zach Ertz, um, who is a major factor for this Cardinals offense. He doesn't really get yak or, you know, yards after the catch, but he does get a good number of targets each game and has had at least six catches in the past four games, in the past three, getting the devil's number. Ooh. Um, it's scary good for this time of the this year. Aha. Um, he has touchdown potential in each game. And the Cardinals are going to be forced to rely on him in games. They're either going to be up or down. Like they just never know what. Like they're going to go to him when they need, like when they need to rely on somebody. So I say keep him if you have him because consistency alone is just so huge. And at the tight end position, it's one of the biggest factors you can look at. And if you have that, keep that person. For me, I'm going to keep uh, Higby. I think the volume's there for him, especially with a tight end position. I'm going to try to trade Kyle Pitts. Hopefully the name brand could get me a piece I can use in the flex. I mean, I know everyone's scared of him. I know he's not getting used. I don't want to keep him, but I think maybe the name brand could get you a guy who's, you know, a low-end flex play. And Zach Ertz, I'm going to cut him. DeAndre Hawkins coming back. I think that moves him as a number three target in the offense with Hopkins and Brown being one, two and Ertz is great. Um, good receptions. He doesn't get a ton of yards. He's been scoring more in the red zone. I just think the volume and upside might not be there with him or might not be with him when Hopkins returns. I, I agree with Ryan. I'm going to keep Tyler Higby. The volume is there. Uh, the offensive line looks bad, but uh, he is one of two people that Matthew Stafford seems to trust and go to. And if he um, scores touchdowns, he could be a top three receiver. Top he doesn't. Three he has That's zero. Ryan, he knows. He doesn't score <laughs> touchdowns. Yeah. But yeah. if he ever did. If he ever uh, did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then Zach Ertz. I, Zach Ertz might slide back down to fourth on this because. Do not it, say Rondo more. Rondell Moore I'm not giving you. No is way. put back in the slot where he belongs. 
he might actually do something. <laughs> so uh, you have a little soft spot for that man. And it's little because he's tiny as well. Because, yeah, but. yeah, exactly. I only need so much room for the soft spot. I don't need a lot of it. He's tiny. fits right in there perfectly. <laughs> but uh, so I will cut Zach Ertz as well and trade uh, Kyle Pitts. Try to get something off of him. And if not, drop him. You don't need him. Dang. There's better streaming options out there like Taysom Hill. I, I, I can agree with Taysom Hill, but ruthless to... A veteran like Zach Ertz. All right, let's move on to some running backs. Keep trade cut. AJ Dillon, Tony Pollard, and Raheem Mostert. Okay. Uh I'm I'm gonna keep Raheem Mostert. I know he's dealing with an injury and stuff, but he has performed well. He's jumped to the head of that backfield. And while Tua is out, we talked about it earlier, that team is different. And even with Teddy Dripwater not you know, being in concussion protocol and stuff like that, the Dolphins just are going to like run the ball. He had 19 touches for over 120 yards last week and faces favorable matchups in Minnesota, Pittsburgh, Detroit, Chicago, Cleveland. Then there's their bye week and then Houston. Those are all matchups where if Raheem Mostert is playing and the lead guy, he should be in your in your lineup. I'm going to trade Tony Pollard because he can be explosive and much like the Dolphins, they're having to use the run game right now. Um, he is not really getting the touches that I thought he would be getting. But then again, this whole team has had to kind of shift gears in game two. Um, but he could easily, in any game, go off for a touchdown or a big chunk of yards. Um, so for that, I don't want to trade him. And then Dylan is just not doing great. He's had a, he had a good week one, but I think this, even though they're not a great team in overall, I think the the Packers are kind of getting more comfortable with their wide receivers, and he isn't getting passing work as well, which is because of that. Um, so I think he gives little value for your team. And you can't, I don't think you can trade him by himself. You'd have to like inc- include him in a package, if anything. But I think the other, I think Pollard adds more value in a trade than Dylan does. Um, I'm going to trade Mostert. I agree with everything you said. And it's, I think it's why he has the best value. And you can probably get the most out of him. Like maybe you can get a wide receiver too. His injury history scares me for him to be a season-long play. But I agree with what you said. I would cut Pollard, and I would keep Dylan. I'm going to cut Pollard because Zeke never not plays, and so there's no potential of Pollard being the RB1. If Aaron Jones misses a few games, A.J. Dylan is locked in as a top six running back, which we saw last year. So even though I think Tony Pollard and AJ Dillon are probably very similar, probably actually on this, the same exact tier, Zeke is slow, but man, does he n- never miss. So. Oh man, I, this is actually really tough, a tough one. I think that I trade Tony Pollard 
because I never know when I'm going to start, going to be able to start him. He's so up and down. Uh, he's either going to boom or bust. There's no in between with Tony Pollard. Uh, so I, I want to try to get that off of my team. I keep Raheem Mostert. He's the, the the one starting back in out of these three. That's the difference. Is he's he's getting volume. I it worries me with his injury history and I. I don't really want to keep him for season long, but if these are the three options, I, I stick with him. And I guess I cut Dylan, even though I, I wouldn't cut Dylan, I would trade him. But um, <laughs> out of these options, yeah, I think I think you can talk someone into, hey, Tony Pollard could be sliding to your flex during this bye week. So, uh, you know, you never know. He might go off. And A.J. Dylan is, it seems like if, unless Aaron Jones is going to be hurt, A.J. Dylan doesn't have a role. I mean, he only got six rushing attempts in the in the last game. Mm. So okay. So speaking of of like injuries and and Mostert, if he does get injured, do you think Chase Edmonds is a viable like option to start? No. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Fantastic. I don't think so because they. I don't think he will have the sole backfield there. Like Raheem. Mostert is only playable right now because he's the only he's the back getting touches. Mm. If they go to Chase Edmonds, I don't think they want to have Chase Edmonds as their main guy. I think Miles Gaskin, as shitty as that is, as terrible as that is, will work into the game some. You know so what I, they should do? They should bring back Lamar Miller. Not <laughs> Lamar Miller. Mama Mela. They should bring back Jordan Howard just for those mm. one yard touchdown runs. That's what they mm. need. All right, let's move on to the wide receivers. Keep trade cut Amari Cooper, Deontay Johnson, and Brandon Cooks. Okay. I'm going to get a little wild with this because I figured you guys would go one way, or at least one of you would go one way. So I kind of zigged when you guys are zagging. I'm going to cut brandon cooks that's not the the um he's getting a large target share as the number one receiver but his targets have dropped as the season has gone along um he's had a few games under 25 yards and only has one touchdown i don't think like much like some other guys i don't know if you can trade him alone right now um and so that's why i would have to cut him even though like i really like him and i liked him going into the season um it's just they're not producing much in the passing game. So where I think I'm going to zag, I'm going to keep Amari Cooper. So Cooper is coming off a great week. You know, he has, he's hit three out of the five weeks. They were, those weeks were helped by touchdowns, but he's not touchdown dependent. He still got over a hundred yards in two of those games and about in 75 or more. I think it was like 76 in that, in the third game while also catching at least seven targets in each of those. Um, obviously, the touchdowns help boost those numbers. Um, and he, I will say, he does have incredible lows. His lows are awful. Um, two games under 20 yards each. It's, you can't excuse that. But he is pretty much the only viable option in the passing game. And besides, you know, maybe Donovan Peoples-Jones, but I wouldn't even say that. And then the occasional David Njoku, who's going to skirt out a touchdown randomly throughout the season. 
but I say keep him because I think he has the best ceiling out of these three, and unfortunately also the biggest floor potentially. But I see him having more ceiling games than floor games. And then that leaves me with Deontay Johnson, who I would trade. Um, Johnson is still kind of the lead target guy for this team. He's not as, but he's not really as consistent with his catches. His highest catch percentage was in week three, which was just his best game overall. But otherwise, it's been 60% or lower. Um, and he's coming off a game below 40%. But he has name value. And... You know, you can cut, you can trade, you can say this in your trade, like, oh, that's just all chalked up to rookie, rookie quarterback, you know, learning how to play as the season goes along and it will get better after they make it through this tough stretch. And he has name value added on to it. So Deontay Johnson, I think people will go for that. Um, while as time goes on, Pickens will get more and more involved in this offense, making, Johnson's role a little bit a little bit fractionally less you know as time goes on so I think you can trade him because of those reasons I agree all everything you said I agree as well what oh, so I was ex- <laughs> yeah. dang Brandon Cooks the cut he is who he thought he we thought he was. No, I don't think he is who he thought he is. No, he is Mills. He is. He's a Mm. high volume guy on Mm. a team with not a lot of volume. Mm. So it's hard to get a lot of volume if there's not a lot of volume to go around. I think Um, these are all really similar players. Yeah, the aspect. Amari Cooper also (laughs) has. Yeah, yeah. you did a great job. Uh, Amari Cooper also eventually we'll get Deshaun Watson back. I know we don't like him as a person, but as an NFL player, he's going to be hopefully an improvement over Jacoby percent. He's going to see a lot of targets. Deontay Johnson, man, uh, this Steelers offense has to be the worst in the league. Uh, it, it really does. Deontay's missing, uh, misses a couple catches on Sunday and that really I like inches him. too. Yeah, really yeah. Like. He's I mean, he's done it a couple a couple games now where he's just not quite getting there. Um and if he pulls those together, it's huge blow up. He but even then he's a top 18 wide receiver. Mm-hmm. He's not a top 12 guy. Mm-hmm. He's he's just not anymore. Uh well, this season at least. And so I I have to trade Deontay Johnson. I would never in real life, but mm. for this <laughs> in a vacuum. Oh, okay, okay. okay for this okay. for this little uh, game we're doing. There it is. There it is. There it is. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for the keep trade cut, and that'll do it for the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Remember, tell your friends. Go head over to our website, fantasydaydreamers.com, and get all of our articles and all of our content. Everything's there. Um, we're also on social medias at FF Daydreamers. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. So go follow us on there. Um, and then follow us on Twitch. We need more followers so that way we can interact with you better. Click the notification bell so that way you guys never miss whenever we go live. And yeah, stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Stay. Stay dreaming.
careful though. It's spicy. 